Welcome, 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 welcome to the doubled up, 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 the doubled up podcast. Welcome to the doubled up podcast. Let's go. Welcome to the Doubled Up Podcast, the weekly podcast talking all things trainers, sneakers, kicks, creps, whatever you call them, wherever you are in the world. I'm Matt and with me as he is every single week is Scott. Scott, how you doing, mate? Good, 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 good. I mean, I'm here every week. Um, you won't be next week. You're, you're, you're vanishing off. It's your turn. Hey, we... we... I, I, we said we weren't going to do this, Scott. Last week when we recorded, I said I was going to stop rubbing it in our listeners' faces that I'm going away to Florida. It's not like I've been checking the weather all day this week, and it's not like I'm getting more and more excited at the idea that it's getting shitter and shitter here in, in, in London. And uh, it seems to be about 22, 23, 24 degrees in Florida at the minute. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't want to rub that in our listeners' faces. But seeing as you've brought it up, I might as well mention it. Yeah, it's going to be quite the contrast because um, apparently it's going to get to like minus three degrees at some point here and potentially have some snow. So uh, I'm here for it. Yes. I'm here for it. I, I can live with the cold. As long as it's not wet, cold and dry. I can I like it. I feel like that's wet, the mentality of I feel like that's the mentality of like most sneakerheads, right? Like I, I again I can deal with cold because it just means you put an extra couple of layers on. Like I already like wearing big baggy hoodies and jeans and big baggy jackets and things like this. If it is crisp, dry and frosty on the floor, hey, I can still wear suede. I can still wear something with a little bit of heat. The second it's like torrential downpour outside, then you're kind of you're reaching for the beaters or reaching for the leather shoes or reaching for the Gore-Tex or whatever it is. However, Scott, I don't know if you've been seeing the kind of meme that's been going around over the last few days of like um, the, the, the the meme where it's kind of like um, uh, I, have, I own 150 pairs of shoes or like shoes that I own, 150 pairs, shoes that I wear, six. And I feel like because we are starting to come towards the end of the year and I've been thinking about kind of what my year has looked like and how good this year has been, I've realised that I basically embody that meme because regardless what the weather's like outside, I feel like I've just lived in two to three pairs of trainers all year and I really can't think of that many occasions where (laughs) I've had to bust out any sort of like decent footwear this year I'm trying to think how many times I've worn anything like remotely hype I don't think I've worn a pair of like New Balance 920s all year I don't think I've worn my pattern 920s for the entirety of 2020 Three. That's, a, that's I mean that's a brown suede shoe. You could pretty much wear that whenever. Anytime, yeah. And I just don't, I just don't think I've busted it out. I think I've, I've worn the MTA pair, the grey pair, a couple of times. But you, we all know what I'm like with a pair of grey runners and cream laces. So that's a, a bit of a given. But uh, yeah, I think there's been a couple of big pairs in the collection. I'm thinking I don't think I've worn that this year. Yeah, no, I get what you mean. I mean, to be fair, my general rule is if I don't wear it, it goes. Which is why I have a. Um, big stack next to me at the moment of shoes that will be leaving um, my humble abode. My dad has already staked a claim to uh, a couple of pairs. Oh, uh, what's what's, uh, Papa Bailey taking? ZX. He's taking ZX. He loves ZX. He loves it. Honestly, my Hades, every time I wear them, he's like, I really like that shoe. Like, every single time. Normally, I get the Oh, new pair of shoes. New pair of shoes. Just, he, 
He doesn't know if it's a new pair of shoes or not. He's just going to keep He's throwing making it out the assumption, until yeah. eventually he gets one right. Um, but whenever I wear um, the Hey ZX, that's a different... He, instead of him going, oh, a new pair, he goes... Oh, they're really nice. They are, um, and it, it's like he's always just saying it under his breath, like just kind of like refusing to acknowledge in. it. Like he doesn't want yeah. to admit that you've bought something nice because, uh, as most parents are, when you've got kids that are into this type of stuff, uh, I know my mum sees this as like uh, a waste of money. Like, why do you have boxes and boxes of shoes stacked up at home when that could be invested into this, that, and everything? My dad, on the other hand, very, very different because, as I've said many, many times, my dad is very much one of the reasons why I've got into shoes and things like this. He was always a little bit of a uh, a purchaser. So when I go to my dad's house, very, very different. I can send him a new pair of shoes that I've bought and he's going to tell me that he absolutely loves them. I wouldn't dare say the same thing to my mum because you're <laughs> not another one. You're joking. Not another one. Like that's what I yeah. get from my mum. Yep. This is the thing. My mum would do exactly the same. Um, and it was quite funny because the other day she um, came round and she sat there with my dad going, you know, well, you know, when you have a clear out, got to listen to Stacey Solomon because, you know, she is Jesus. And uh, you've got to do what she says, which is, you know, if you haven't worn it in six months, not really that interested. If you don't love it, you've got to get rid of it. You've got God, to get rid I, of it. I wouldn't um, have a sneaker collection after this year. Well, the thing is, I, you've just got my dad in the background, like just shaking his head. And then after well, my mum's kind of stopped talking, he kind of pipes up and he's just going, you're not listening to your own fucking advice, woman. <laughs> like, I know, I know what my mum is like. My mum is a proper hoarder of stuff. She never gets rid of anything. So for her to be saying that, I know what her wardrobe's like. I know she's probably got more shoes than me. It's just the fact she abuses the charity shops rather than paying full price for stuff. It's different but, when um, it's a bargain, isn't it? It's different when it's a bargain. Well, talking about I a little think bit it's of been the story of my year, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We're going to be in, in a few weeks' time. Well, it will make all sense, all, all the sense in the world when you listen to the episode that I'm referring to. But uh, we're going to be doing our personal uh, end of year roundup at some point in the near future. And Scott, I think you're going to be surprised as to when you when we sit down and we think about all the shoes that we've bought. I know you've loved a little bit of a sale bin this year, the same as I have. But I think you've definitely been flying the the flag for the Doubled Up podcast this year when it comes to latest pickups. But we do actually both have latest pickups this week. So for, for this particular episode, we should probably jump straight into uh, some pairs that, that we've both bought. Uh, you've had a couple of pairs that you've bought this week, Scott, but one of the pairs uh, we have both purchased. So we might as well talk about that one together mm-hmm. because the shoe in question is the Offspring times Adidas Samba Consortium Cup. Now, listeners of the podcast that have been listening for really the majority of the year, you guys will know that me and Scott were in love with the idea of the Consortium Cup like giddy school kids uh, when this happened back in kind of like February, March time, something around that. And uh, we obviously last week spoke about as part of the kind of off the rails double up double down segment the the segment where i decided to pick two double ups and a sleeper pick uh, and even for one of those second double ups i put six shoes um this week we had all of the round of 16 classic originals drop from the consortium cup and uh 
of course, both of us had to make sure that we bought the Offspring pair. Offspring were, of course, the winners. I don't know how many of these pairs from the Consortium Cup that I'm going to be buying. So I really wanted to make sure that I at least had one pair from the winners. And uh, we've been loving this Samba forever and ever and ever. So, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen the show already, you guys have probably seen it on social media. It's essentially a grey Samba. Uh, mostly kind of light grey on the upper with a dark grey suede um, kind of mudguard. Uh, the kind of the majority of the upper is this kind of beautiful nubuck suede, and it's a slightly thicker, more classic suede towards the toe. Um, you've got the the stripes and kind of all of the accents of the shoe that are originally when you buy the shoe, sort of like a whitey cream colour, but that is a paint that you can rub away and show the paisley underneath um it has kind of like a really really light gum sole almost white and i tell you what scott when i saw this shoe kind of the final product pictures and when i actually got it in hand i was really really happy that the the sole is more gum than it is white when you see the renders online it looks like a bright white sole and i was a little bit worried that the sole was just going to get really really dirty really quickly and don't get me wrong this is still going to get quite dirty quite quickly but i'm happy that it has got a little bit of a gum kind of tinge to it rather than just being completely white but uh but yeah beautiful shoe the box is incredible uh i originally said that i wasn't going to uh rub the paint off and lasted a whole two hours of staring at the shoe before having to immediately rub all of the paint off and expose all of the paisley but you haven't quite done that yet the, the paisley prince does not have any paisley showing on his shoes yet not yet. Um, I've been a busy, busy boy. Um, so, yeah, I'm yet to kind of get around to uh, rubbing them away. But, oh, they will be rubbed away. Um, I do actually really like the fact that you can, you know, if you keep it as is, it's almost like, yeah, that kind of really subtle light blue paisley. You can um, still see the I've... paisley through. Um, yeah. And that, that's the thing that almost made me more, it almost encouraged me more to rub away the paint. Because when, obviously, you see the pictures and the renders online, it does just look like white stripes, white heel, because where the paisley can be exposed is on the stripes on the shoe, the heel, and on the tongue. And when you see the renders, it just looks white. So it looks like a grey, um, a grey samba with white stripes, sail hits, and this kind of like sailly um, midsole outsole. When you get them in hand, you can see the paisley through the paint. And that kind of made me almost, I think if it was block white, I would have kept them white for a little bit. But the fact that you can see the paisley kind of peeking through a little bit, that made me kind of think, oh, fuck it, I'm just going get, to get rid of it all. And uh, yeah, got some nail varnish out from uh, our spare room, from Hannah's getting ready room. And uh, went to town on, on getting rid of all of the uh, all of the paint. Yeah, I mean, I'm... A I'm a big fan of a, a number of things with this. Um, it obviously get it straight out of the box. I mean Paisley, obviously. I mean, yeah, it was it was always going to be a winner. Um, I love a gum outsole, and I, I'm I'm quite partial to a light gum outsole. You don't see it on too many releases, um, but it is a much much lighter um, gum outsole, um, which I very much like. And like I say, the grey suede, the, you know that. It's beautiful. It's almost like marbled when you look at it. It's lovely. And I really like just the really subtle details in terms of like, it's almost like double layers on like the suede on kind of the um, eyelets going up. And even on the kind of the T um, toe box, you know, it's almost like a double layering yeah, to yeah, the yeah. suede. 
and it just adds a little bit more to the shoe. Um, same on the three stripes as well, just that little bit of doubling um, up, just kind of accent it. it, looks really, really nice. The Paisley sock liner, beautiful. I love, I love a hang tag, consortium cup hang tag, yes. And also the box, the fucking box. Like the one thing that I was really worried about with this, because Adidas do have a habit of this they did it with the a to zx in my opinion anyway they could have made you've those boxes really... better at least they were a white box but yeah i know what you yeah, mean yeah you you've, you've got a really good solid concept you've got amazing shoes and yet i was hoping that it wasn't just going to be a standard oh here you go here's a blue box you know it felt like it needed more than that and that's exactly what they did the box feels incredibly premium proper lift away it kind of reminds me of almost like the uh like the casablanca boxes that you used to get yeah I and mean, you could build houses with those things yeah they're like, solid, they as solid. A rock, yeah. um but just the, the lovely consortium cup logo on the top what like i really liked is the fact that if you look on the side of the box you know how like on a normal box you've got like the sticker that shows you the shoe and the size and things like this you've got that on one side but if you look yeah, on yeah. the other side it has like consortium cup round of 16, <laughs> classics. Of 16 classics i like I, the fact I, that they've got I, that I little sticker that. on there yeah I, yeah, I, I just thought it was brilliant. And as we said last week with kind of the, the double up, um, all of these pairs are brilliant. And I know from talking to a lot of people about this shoe, um, I think I've spoken to people about this release more than I have any other release this year. I've had messages from everybody and every, even people that do not normally wear Sambas are buying Sambas. Like, this has dragged people in. And it's not even just Offspring. It's not just the fact that it's the Offspring community supporting kind of, you know, the winner. No, it's people going, actually, I really like the Nice Kicks. I'm buying a pair of Nice Kicks Sambas. Oh, I really like the Extra Butter. I'm going to get a pair of Extra Butter Sambas. People are buying the End Samba. You know, people that are Jordan through and through. And they're buying Sambas that previously they wouldn't. This, this cup... They need to do it again because it has just been absolutely, in my opinion, other than maybe obviously there's a couple of shoes that are being delayed, but I think that's because the the delayed pairs are using quite special materials and are probably probably more of a production issue than others. But I think it's been near flawless. It's been yeah. brilliant. It's been absolutely fantastic. The only um, thing yeah. I'm interested to see is how this translates to other rounds. Because right now, the classic round is basically the Samba round. Because if you look at all of the winners, the only pair that was from the winning eight that wasn't a Samba was the Gazelle. And it was Foot Patrol. And it's the one that has been delayed. And again, we don't really know too much why. But we kind of guess that it's probably because of the fact that it's made out of a puffer jacket, essentially. So <laughs> yeah. it's not exactly the easiest thing to, to make. But yeah, the Foot Patrol one has been delayed uh, on day of recording at least it might just pop out of the blue we're not entirely sure but um obviously this year has been the year of the samba you've just had seven sambas release all with unique storytelling all have this kind of feel that it's a little bit special what i'm interested in though is where that same energy or whether that same energy translates into 
the next round because even people like you and I, Scott, that were really into the Consortium Cup, we weren't really a fan of this basketball round that we're about to move into as the set as the kind of the next round where you had lots of the like centennials and forums and things like this forums to me felt like they were very kind of last year and if people were jumping to adidas they were doing it for the forum i wonder whether people are going to be as crazy about the next round as they were this one the adidas heads of course will be because they're collector's pieces still but i don't think it's going to translate i i think it's difficult because this like I say, this was the big hitter in the fact that the Samba is it's the panda of the year, isn't it? Like it, it's the this is the shoe that has really taken um kind of the the market by storm. Um and yeah, I do think it's a um it's a difficult one because, you know, everybody was so excited for these sambas just because of one one part it, it's a samba. Um like I say, the next round it's it's slightly more niche um models they weren't as strong this round um the next round after that you've got the zx which will inevitably do well obviously there was an ultra boost and other bits kind of thrown in there as well which may again well the two the yeah this may do quite well, well no no because ultra boost and then you had the no but they won't five, yeah, but they weren't it? winners so they didn't go through so again only the winning pairs are going to be made so you've got to think oh, yeah, that is, no, you, you're getting yeah. eight pairs. You're getting eight pairs from this round, four Ooh. pairs from next round, two pairs because that's two essentially the, the semi-final. Yeah, yeah. You've got the end ZX and the offspring ZX, and then the final is obviously the um, the offspring pair the, that was the mashup of the, the mad one. Yeah, I can't remember now exactly what that, it was. That's that's the one that I'm kind of looking forward to. The, the ZX are beautiful, and I think that that there will be hype for that again because ZX is again a very popular model. Um, but I think the thing is the Samba, this round in particular, I think these were the strongest designs yeah, 100%. from all of them across the board. Um, I love, so I love yeah, every single pair. If, I, if, I, if, it was poss- if, if I'd won the lottery last week, I would have gone out and bought every single one of these pairs and I would have bought multiple pairs for every single one because every single one of them were gr- Even like the politics that I know I said last week has kind of disappointed me a little bit. The more I'm seeing pictures online since yeah, we recorded yeah. that episode, the better they are looking. Whereas I wouldn't say that for any of the other rounds. Like This is the only round where I've said top to bottom, yeah. every single winner is a top tier shoe of the year. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying sneaker of the year. But what I mean is, like, they are all top tier shoes for 2023. Whereas the other rounds, yeah. like, I don't really care about the next rounds. The end ZX, I think, is a pair that looks great on a shelf, but I'd never ever wear. And I'm not 100 percent sure on the final pair because, again, it really depends on how it's executed as a final <laughs> yeah. as, as a final shoe. Yeah, but yeah, this is definitely the round that everyone like. I've seen a lot of people picking up lots and lots of pairs. And they're all looking better and better the more you see them. Which moves us on nicely, Scott, because you picked up another pair from this round of 16 that I didn't pick up. Nope. Um, I managed to also get um, one of my favourite pairs from this round, which was the End Samba um, from the Consortium Cup. So same thing again with the kind of the box and the hang tag and etc. But this pair seemingly was the one that everybody seemed to have their eye on this was the one that i was seeing most people kind of talk about and ask you know where is this pair dropping anywhere else getting lots of messages where do you get them etc etc um they sold out everywhere um weirdly but then they did also appear in a full-size run back on end afterwards typical end raffle everyone loses then they come back up 
Um, but this shoe is, again, just such premium quality. Um, it's used very different materials um, compared to some of the other releases. So gum outsole, um, and then the upper is primarily a very lovely plush cream suede. Um, but then the toe box is kind of covered um, on the T-bar. Is It is... It's a hemp canvas bag. Um, and then the stripes and the heel. Um, the stripes are kind of, um, it's like a like a woven, almost Aztec-y type print um, on the two. On the heel, it's very, very clean. Um, and on the inside of the shoe, it's really clean. But on the stripes, it's kind of a bit unfinished. Gives it a bit more of a rustic look. With a, in the, the, uh, this, is, this is little touches. It's the, the gold branding of the like past in like script on the side look lovely on one tongue you've got passed with end and then on the other tongue you've got the adidas trefoil logo in gold the gold against the sail suede looks beautiful kind of slightly darker cream laces it's a honestly it, it's a work of art they are absolutely beautiful um the materials used are done perfectly i i love this pair um i love both of them for completely different reasons um I said before, I are, I almost prefer the end pair, but I know I'm going to wear the offspring pair all the time. <laughs> like it's such a, yeah, it, it it's just it's one of those. But they are um, lovely. Shout out, massive, massive shout out to Calf, um, who was the person who managed to uh, acquire these for myself through early access um, on his confirmed app. I got early access to the uh, the Boston pair, which um, I didn't have much of a um, kind of inkling for so um yes thankfully there was somebody else that um that managed to to help out so yeah big thanks to calf um but yeah i'm very glad these were the two pairs out of the whole cup the whole of the competition they were the ones that i was like i really really want those pairs and i managed to get them so yeah very very happy um I'm so glad I managed to get a good Samba this year because I'm yet to pick up a Samba. I felt left out. Aww. Um I tell you what, I've, Samba's everywhere. And do you know what I've seen more than anything? Wales Bonner Sambas. I've seen Wales Bonner Sambas absolutely everywhere this year. Um, and I love it. I love seeing the three stripes everywhere. It's um, it's a resurgence. It's a renaissance of sorts. Um, yeah, this Consortium Cup, this first round, it's just been brilliant and i'm really glad that everybody that wanted the pairs that they wanted got them um even the people that were having size 12 feet really struggling to find sizes all managed to get the pairs that they wanted so happy days yeah good release it's really interesting while you were just kind of explaining that there i was just having a little look because uh, it's a little bit touch and go as to which retailers are getting these right like obviously you've got all of the winners which are all very notable retailers you've got end you've got offspring you've got foot patrol you've got boston which are all retailers now because of the boston store in brixton like they're all accessible here in the uk right yeah. um you've obviously got nice kicks you've got extra butter you've got politics now they're all us brands and then you've got casina obviously an asian brand but offspring are one of the only retailers that i've really seen that have advertised that they are selling all of the pairs so while you were just talking there scott i've very quickly gone on to the um, offspring website just to have a little look at what the stock levels are looking like for all of these and uh you're absolutely right the um end pair 
is uh, basically sold out in anything beyond a size five. The other one that everyone's clearly really, really fallen in love with is the politics pair, because again, other than a UK four, everything is totally sold out. But the rest of them, if you're someone that is looking at the rest of these shoes like me and thinking actually you're starting to prepare uh, prefer sorry some of the pairs that maybe other people aren't you never know there might be a sale or two like if i'm looking at the casina pair the casina pair is sat there in a full-size run on offspring the boston pair full-size run on offspring the nice kicks pair full-size run on offspring that's it that's a good pair and as well. Um, that nice kicks. I, you and I were having a conversation the other day because obviously I know I said I wasn't going to mention it, but I am going on holiday this week, and I'm kind of in a little bit Are of you? a yeah. Who would have thought it? Oh, um, I've been in a oh, since this since this these pairs have dropped and the kind of sporty and rich pairs that you were talking about. Oh, I know you were saying Wells Bonner before, but sporty and rich have been very popular this mm. year as well. Yeah. Since all of those pairs have dropped, I've been thinking, oh, shit, do I just spend some of my holiday money now on shoes that I know I really, really like and then just not have as much on holiday? And I've been back and forth, back and forth. Do I don't? I do I don't? I decided not to in the end. I decided, no, I'm just going to buy the Offspring pair. But this is really kind of almost in a positive light that maybe some of these pairs might hit the sale. And, uh, hey, I would not be grumbling if I can pick up a, a Casina, a Boston or something like that a little bit later on but we're all speculating here you never know by the time i come back from holiday they might all be gone and i might have completely missed the boat but that's okay because again like i said i've got the pair that i really wanted i've got the winners first round and even then i think they offspring i think took a a huge amount of stock on currently on their website even their pair is full size the only size that is sold out as a nine and a half it's very interesting to see what the kind of buying trends are for these shoes but some some they might have had more stock on than others who knows but two very very good pickups from you scott i'm glad you've been able to get the two pairs that you really really wanted Uh, but with that we'll move on to our next kind of major segment of the podcast and that is this week's top take Okay, so with this week's top take, first of all, Scott, before we uh, uh, kind of explain to the listeners or, or we kind of share with the listeners what this week's top take is, just to explain what this segment is all about. Every single week, we ask you guys, as our listeners, to provide via Instagram your top takes for the week. It could be a spicy start that you want to get off your chest or you might even want to just spread a little bit of positivity. But either way, uh, we, we kind of put a post up every single week on Instagram and give you guys the opportunity to submit your top takes. Me and Scott share our opinions. This week's top take is more of kind of a question and it is from a very infamous listener and that is Mr. At DJ underscore do one. Of course, Mr. Do one. We have to say it every single time for any new listeners almost ended the doubled up podcast now many many months ago and uh mr dj do one has uh submitted a top take which is as a more of a question is it wrong to stop a stranger on the street and tell them that you like their trainers slash sneakers now scott i don't think this is wrong in the slightest however i don't know about you 
I always feel really nervous doing this to someone. I always end up kind of giving them the, 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 the look, essentially. Like, you kind of look down. They've clocked that you've locked down. You kind of lock eyes, and you might do a little nod, or it might just be a little, like, head... Like, there might just be a little, like, eye gesture or something. But I i don't think I ever really stop someone and be like, oh, I really like your shoes, mate. Like, where'd you get them from? Or something like that. But I don't think that's wrong at all. If someone stopped me in the street and said... I really, really like your shoes. They look really good. That would probably make my day. So I don't think it's wrong at all, but I just get nervous doing it. It's not wrong. Big your man up. If you see him wearing some shoes, you know if someone comes up to you and he goes, they're good nice shoes. Yeah, you, you've got a little pep in your step after that. Yeah, you're, no, you're I'm skipping around. Yeah. You, you're feeling good. I agree. I, you know, it is I kind of a randomer in the street. You're kind of like, mm. I've done it occasionally in the correct environment. Um, you know, when when it, maybe if you're in a queue and you kind of, you've been in a queue for something and I'm at the market the other day and a guy kind of turned around and kind of made a comment and I kind of, after talking to him, looked down and went, nice shoes. He was wearing some very nice Bordeaux Jordans, Ooh. which obviously I own. It was like, a good choice. Um, and yeah, it, it very much depends. I remember when I used to work um, on reception at places and people would walk in and, Almost like you'd almost use it as like a bit of an icebreaker, yeah. Kind of a bit of a yeah, like you know, hey, have you got where'd you get your ZX from, mate? You know, and kind of going down the route, but um, yeah, but it's I think it also depends on how you do it as well. Um, you know, if you ran up to somebody and kind of went, oh, oh, no shoes, I kind of ran off. You you look like a bit of a twat. Yeah, but you, you even you, if you that would be the same with anything though. If you turned around and went, oh, like I really like your t-shirt, and then ran off. If you yeah, but, actually yeah, but ran it, off, it would be different. You've probably done it where you're kind of like, really like that guy's shoes. I should I should tell him that I like his shoes, and you end up just kind of looking like, do I? Don't I? And you just kind of end up looking at them for quite a while, pretending like you're not looking at them. But you are. And then eventually you're like, I've I've stood there looking at you for so long now that I feel like I can't come and say anything to you because it it's getting creepy. It's, it's, look, it's, it's too premeditated <laughs> at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's not a spontaneous. Uh, it's a oh. I've been staring at you for five minutes, wondering whether <laughs> yeah, I should say I'm just hi or hover, hover, hover around. Um, yeah, it, it gets it. There's there's ways of doing yeah. it, and uh, yeah, in fact, also, I mean, when you're at like somewhere like Crap City or something, like everybody's kind of oh, you know, nice shoes. And I also feel like that's very different. different yes, I think that's the big thing in, is in the street. Yeah, yeah, it, it's very very different. I like I said, I do not think this is wrong whatsoever. Um, I think this is uh, the perfect way because if someone really really, if someone, you could tell when someone like actually really likes their shoes based purely on obviously what they're wearing, and they obviously have taken the time to really pick something out and like really happy with their outfit by telling them that that's going to put a little bit of a pep in their step like i had this the other day when i was um i went fishing one weekend and i went down by the river thames and like by the river thames where all the kind of good fishing spots are there's also rowing clubs everywhere so you quite often walk past a lot of people that are currently like walking into the rowing clubs or like well, whatever maybe going on a sunday walk or something and there was a guy that was stood there outside a, uh, a rowing club wearing the um, mellow concepts air max ones 
And I could tell that he was into shoes, not only because of the fact that he was wearing the Mellow Concepts Air Max 1s, but because of the fact the way he'd like laced his shoes, he'd changed the laces from the stock laces. He didn't. He had them all like loose fitting and kind of the laces dangling out the side. Like stupid little things like that can give can, can tell you whether someone's into their shoes or not, whether they're like, yeah, they might have a decent pair of shoes on, but if they're strangling their laces, then they've probably just bought it because their friend has said it's cool or something like that. This guy clearly really liked his shoes to to, to pick them and wear them in that way. And I spotted it from an age away, like walking up to him. But I was there in my fishing gear, holding my fishing rod and my fishing net. And I was thinking, do I say anything? Do I not? And I just, I just walked past him. And as I walked past him, I was thinking, why didn't I just say like, morning, nice shoes, mate. And that probably would have made his day. But the whole time I was really nervous to be like some stranger. But again, me, putting myself in his trainers if it was the other way around i would have been like yeah too right i'm wearing nice shoes but but also i feel like london's a different beast because you lot don't talk to each other when you walk around yeah we hate each other yeah like yeah this thing if you walked up to somebody and went oh nice shoes they're probably going to look at you and probably you know pull out pepper spray and start kind of going to town whereas in the sticks around by me it's like i mean we were talking about this in the office earlier because they're all kind of, yeah, country bumpkins. And they're like, well, I, whenever I go to London, people look at me weird because I'm saying hello to everybody. I'm trying to, like, have conversations with them and they don't, really don't want to. Like, yeah, very, very, very different. Like, around here, you know, you can have a chat with somebody about pretty much anything and they just go, oh, yeah, it's completely normal. Um, but London, yeah, they're, they're, you're a bit more hostile down there. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. I think I'm going to make this my uh, New Year's resolution, Scott. My DJ do one, and I know we're obviously recording this, and this is going to be coming out what like the end of November. We're still a whole month left of the year, but I'm going to make it my New Year's resolution for 2024 that I'm going to tell more people that I see with nice shoes that I like their shoes. I'm going to try and spread. The, I'm going to try and spread the positivity. <laughs> Spread the train of love. I mean, yeah, I get it. I mean, to be fair, I do it quite a lot when I go, like, into schools and kind of, like, if I see kind of kids walking around. Yeah, but you're building rapport it, with them there. Like, as part of your job, yeah, you need to win them it's over. It. Like, that, it's so, yeah, I you're... know, and this, that's the thing. It's, you know, it's a, it's a good... It, this, is, this is the kind of almost advocating actually doing it more. You know, it does. It does build people up. It is a good thing. It's just the fact that for some reason we kind of go... Oh, it's a person. <laughs> I don't want to talk to the person. Yes. <laughs> you know, it, even though you know, and we all know, when you see somebody, and as you said, they're wearing, like, say, a pair of Air Max, and it's the way they're wearing them and what they're wearing with it. You're there like, you clearly like shoes. I like shoes. We have something in common. Yeah, for some reason, you, we just haven't got the balls to do it. <laughs> for people that talk shit on the internet every week, a person in real life, that's too I much. Know. It's way too scary. I, I make a fool of myself every single week on the internet, but yeah, a complete stranger just simply saying the words "nice shoes, mate" absolutely terrifies me. But <laughs> uh, going back to yeah, DJ Do One's top take, I, I think 100% it is definitely the right thing to do. It is not wrong in the slightest. And as I said, I'm going to take this upon myself, DJ Do One. You have inspired my New Year's resolution. 2024 is the year where I tell more people that I like their shoes. Um, with that, Scott. We'll move on to our next main segment of the podcast, and that is Shoes Rounds. Every single week, we spend a little bit of time looking back at some of the biggest news stories that have hit the world of sneakers, and we give our thoughts and opinions. Uh, It's me taking Shoes Round this week, so without further ado, I'll pass back over to me for Shoes Rounds. Scott, 
Scott, I've done it again. We do have a very, very big news story this week, but I completely forgot to tell people how to uh, contact us for this week's top take. So it's quickly just going back to the previous segment. As I said before, if you want to submit a top take, look out every single week for the post on our Instagram. You can comment on the post, send us a DM or reply to our story. Now, Scott, I will move on to shoes rounds. And I feel like for the first time in the existence of this podcast, we actually have like legitimate news. This is, I mean, for the past few weeks, we've been taking the piss being like, this is the biggest news story of the year. This genuinely is the biggest news this story the of the year, or at least one of them. news story of in the entire existence of this podcast, because, like, don't get me wrong, we take the piss out of the idea that, like, every other week there's a, a lawsuit, but the lawsuits are always, like, patent lawsuits and things like this, or, I, I don't know, maybe a uh, uh, like someone's stolen some stock from a Nike warehouse or something like that. Like that's the closest we get to actual criminal activity. Um, now I'm actually saying this out loud. I think I'm completely wrong because, of course, we have had some horrific news stories, like people being attacked and shot and things like this over shoes on the kind of sale lines and things like this. But this feels like a real high-profile case that I don't think we've spoken about in a in a long time. And that is uh, the sneaker store Social Status has been named in a $32 million resale scheme. Now, there's a lot to unpack with this story. And for, the re- for that reason alone, I'm not going to go into huge amounts of detail here. This is a story that is on every single blog. It is a story on mainstream news articles and things like this. Like Kaf uh, was the first person to share this story with me. And I'm pretty sure when he sent me the link, it was like a, a TBS news story or something like that. It wasn't even like a sneaker outlet. And of course, uh, sneaker outlets have jumped on it since. But uh, essentially, um, uh, earlier or or last week by the time this episode comes out, um, James Whitner, um, who uh, owns Amamanier and Social Status and is kind of the uh, part owner of the uh, Whitner Group, or sorry, Whitaker Group, not Whitner Group, Whitaker Group, um, has apparently been uh, part of a case that involves all sorts of money laundering, resale scams, the whole works. Uh, again, there's lots of kind of legal talk in a lot of the articles that we've been reading, but the kind of the, the gist of it is that uh, James Whitner has uh, allegedly been selling um sneaker goods stock essentially to um, Chinese resellers who after obtaining the stock have then been selling that stock on to other people within the Chinese market including a lot of people that have done some very very bad things and uh, that money has then made its way back to James um, Whitner and uh, because of all of this like I said he's now being the whole group is now being brought into this kind of criminal investigation for, like I said, money laundering and, and all sorts here. But it all kind of boils down to this big reseller scam where, like I said, it starts with the product from Whitner. That then gets passed to China. It's then sold amongst the Chinese market and the money then comes back to uh, to the Whitaker group. And uh, yeah, it's it's really sparked a lot of conversation. I know that um, various, like I think it's, um, uh, I can't remember exactly what what outlet it was, but a number of outlets have kind of made 
uh, comments about this as like, oh, do you think this is the only retail group that does this? Everyone does it. It's just they're the only people to be caught. Uh, but it's some serious, serious allegations. Like 32 million is not a small amount of cash. Uh, and it does seem to be that this has been going on for a while. I know in the articles it is said that this has been happening for a number of years. But yeah, this is like CSI shit, Scott. Not uh, not some, not the fact that, I don't know, Nike is suing someone over flying it again. Yeah. I mean, this isn't good, is no. it? No. <laughs> the irony as well, um, this has come this out the same serious. week as the Amamania 5. Literally like two, three days before the Amamania 5 drops, this has well, now happened. In addition to this, there is kind of some other um, kind of news stories from kind of um, like drugs charges yeah. kind of against, um, again, the the owners of kind of the company from back in like 1999 that's now kind of resurfaced and evidence has been it's really all going on um i mean this is obviously way above uh my pay grades but it is very it is quite worrying um you know especially from kind of very well respected uh, kind of organizations such as social status and um amama yeah you know that they're, they're kind of big They've got quite a big standing within the community and, you know, they are there as seem to be anyway, kind of companies that are very much there for the community, very much there to kind of promote positivity and try and re-engage kind of, yeah, shops with kind of their wider audiences. But obviously behind the scenes, um, it's all been going on. But I mean, for Nike, I know we're talking about them kind of suing other things, but I mean... You think about it, it's not been the best of times for Nike collaborators. Um, you know, you've got this going on. So social status kind of backdooring. Obviously, I'm a yeah, same kind of thing. Well, it's all part of the Obviously, same the group, isn't Sachs it? Thing. It's all part of the same group. Yeah, so you've got the whole Tom Sachs thing that obviously has been kind of still lingering on which apparently is being escalated obviously you had travis with kind of instance previously you've got trophy room where there's still other things kind of being questioned there as well from their big big collaborators it's all looking a bit rough for nike at the moment um it's not looking good but this is i mean this is huge and it has massive implications um across so many different things because like i say the uh, the idea of backdooring and i think calf posted it on his story hello when people talk about backdooring this is backdooring. Yeah, yeah, yeah like this is legitimate illegal activity um that is now being investigated and it's quite it's very shocking and it, it, it's quite remarkable really just the scale that this has been going on for um without anybody really knowing yeah, it's, it, I think it really was a shock for everyone. And as I said, it couldn't have been at a worse time. I don't know whether it's going to have any sort of impact on the release itself because I know social status is, is the brand that's been mostly named with this. But as I said, it's the it's the wider um, kind of uh, it's the wider Whitaker Group, which, as I said, there's a number of retailers that fall under that. Uh, of course, we we don't know the outcome of this. Uh, so far as far as i'm aware from from what we're seeing it's kind of that these have these are alleged uh charges and things like this and and currently um 
James uh, Whitner has not actually been charged of anything. He's just been named um, in the criminal case and things like this. It's going to be interesting to see how it then has an impact on um, Whitner's relationship with Nike and whether, what it kind of looks at as from as far as like a reputation standpoint. Because like you said there, Scott, when you look at something like um, Trophy Room, like the backdooring scandal that impacted trophy room has had a real negative connotation now with the brand a lot of people don't like trophy room because of that tom Sachs, like people like myself i was really really looking forward to buying the um the the general purpose shoe this year and i sold my pair because i didn't agree with what tom Sachs had been doing it'd be interesting to see how this then has an impact on witness kind of reputation moving forward and the group as a whole moving forward even though of course he's not been actually charged of anything i wonder how people see this in comparison to the others or whether it is just kind of like an unfortunate circumstance that kind of gets overlooked because there are no criminal charges against witner and uh, it's a little bit different um kind of doing like laundering money essentially it's less of a physical crime isn't it and it's more of obviously like white collar crime so it'll be really interesting yeah. to see how the market kind of reacts to this and, and kind of what the actual um outcome of this case is but yeah this really does feel it's almost got this feels like such a big case it almost kind of goes beyond our expertise like you kind of mentioned earlier right like we're used to kind of giving our idiot expertise or kind of idiot opinions on very novel sneaker news and we talk about upcoming releases and who's suing who and like this is a genuine kind of like fbi-esque case for millions and millions of dollars it is just all a little bit mad Mm. It, it it does it kind of I guess it, it it poses the question um rightly or wrongly obviously if somebody with the standing and kind of the reputation of a social status now yeah you know it kind of raises it what actually what's, what's everybody doing yeah, yeah. Like, what, what, who could we trust <laughs> like it's it don't is, trust anyone Scott. Just, don't trust anyone yeah I know it is it is a bit like that it's um yeah it is it's huge, absolutely huge. And like I say, the implications and what kind of they've been doing and how it's all been working with the Chinese markets and stuff, it, it wouldn't surprise me if a lot of companies were kind of under spotlights now. Not saying that they will be investigated, but I think people and organisations might be more careful. I think especially kind of if you're looking at your brands, you know, actually you know do we need to kind of be much more vigilant as to kind of product how much they're buying what they're doing with it etc um because like for nike you know this looks terrible on them as one of their kind of two of their main collaborators they really are going to want to in the future be really careful as to one who they are actually collaborating with and probably doing a bit more due diligence but also like i say actually being more on it with how companies are interacting with them and making sure that actually everything is completely above board and i know it's not really their place you know they can't monitor every company and every what they're doing but certainly there must be sometimes when they go that's a bit of an odd order that's a bit strange. like there must be just some just little inklings but again you know they have such a strong reputation that they probably went oh, it's nothing you know they're just selling loads of products they're a good store um but yeah, it does make me wonder, and obviously, if any reforms and stuff will be put in place, because you imagine there'll be legal ramifications um, in some way, shape, or form from this. But 
yeah, we'll have to wait and see because this is um, yes, I don't have a lawyer's degree. Um, there's not, I can't really comment the much fact else. That you called on it this, a so, lawyer's uh, degree rather than a law degree as well. Yeah. probably says it all, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Uh, and on that note, that's the news. Okay, so that is moving us on to our next major segment, and that is Double Up, Double Down. Every single week, we spend a little bit of time looking forward at some of the upcoming releases for the week. We pick a shoe that we like, a Double Up, a shoe that we dislike, a Double Down, and a sleeper pick, a shoe that we think will get a little bit lost amongst the hype. This week, it is Scotty Boy taking the segment. So, Scotty Boy, over to you for Double Up, Double Down. Thank you kindly, and uh, unlike you, I'm going to do it properly. I'm going to do it properly. All right, we're following the rules this week, are we? Yes. I thought you were going to counteract it. I thought you were going to counteract my week last week of a pure positive week of just doing like three double downs. That's quite hard. <laughs> it's um, a big week this week. It, 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 there's a lot of very good shoes releasing Yeah, and we week. did mess up um, a little bit last week as well, I will say, because the information we were given last week from, say, like a Soul Supply website and things like this was saying that the Amamonier uh, 5 was going to drop mid last week. Obviously, it was then announced that it was actually going to drop, what, the 27th? So I think maybe the day this episode releases. Yeah. So I know it was a little bit premature. I could have quite easily let the Amamonier drop for this week and made your life maybe even harder, Scott. But I feel like there's enough big shoes dropping this week for you to pick something decent from yep and you know you correctly pick that shoe so either way uh yeah this week um so the double up for this week is again it's kind of a shoe that has kind of already released but not in the uk um so the double up for this week is the legendary tennis shoe um arguably the most legendary tennis shoe of all time, especially from a night perspective. I was going to say, I, think, I feel like um, you are really saying some bold things. I know it's very popular this year, but I'm going to stop you right there, Scotty boy, when you've got the likes of the Stan Smith and the Air Trainer. Mm, um, I have an article from GQ here, and the, literally the first line is, if you ask any sneakerhead to name the most legendary tennis shoe of all time, chances are they'd bring up the Nike Mac Attack OG. I think in terms of tennis shoes, there's a very small pool to yeah, pick from. All right, I'll give you so that, yeah. You, it, it's, it, it, it might come up in conversation, but the Night Mac Attack OG is, um, re, is re-releasing in the UK kind of now. Um, originally, this shoe kind of came back in 1984 and was famously worn by John McEnroe. Um, there's been a lot of promo with John McEnroe and with um, Travis Scott in recent times. This shoe is releasing on the 27th, um, so today... Um, at time of release anyway. Um, 130 pounds. This shoe, I've I've seen this shoe on foot um, at a number of events. People I know have bought this shoe and I must admit it is a very, very well put together, high quality release. Um, I think we've all kind of seen a Mac attack at this point. Um, it's kind of like a mid-top sneaker. In this colorway, the OG, it's kind of like grey, like black slash very 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 dark navy um it comes as light smoke gray on here but yeah it's very much an 80s kind of style trainer but i must admit i've been impressed by this shoe it didn't catch my eye in the first instance but after seeing it and people getting it from overseas 
um, it finally getting a proper release in the UK, and I know a lot of people were very, very keen on this release. Ryan, there you go. Hey, shout out Ryan, the bad bitch. Um, yeah, I, I, I do really like this shoe. This is a, a silhouette and a model that's really grown on me over the course of the year. And um, yeah, I think this one, if you're remotely hesitant, I'd buy it because I think this is going to sell out most places. Um, yeah, great model. Um, yeah, very impressive shoe. And it comes in a cool box. Yeah, so it does have awesome. quite a nice little unique box uh, matching the tongue of the shoe that has this kind of blue, black, red checker kind of print on it. It has all sorts of funkiness on the box. I really, really like the the shape of this shoe. Um, it's a very sort of sleek shoe from, from what I've been told sizing-wise. It does run very narrow, so people might have to kind of size up. But mm. for someone that has very narrow feet, um, I kind of really like this it is that kind of although it's not a basketball shoe this is a tennis shoe it has a very similar shape to me this is kind of like a narrow 550 if that makes any sense you could pass this almost as like a basketball-esque shoe i know it isn't but it's that sort of like mid-top old school looking shoe and as much as i've kind of got a little bit sick and tired of the 550 i think the fact that this is maybe something a little bit different is it is quite refreshing Uh, i know that doesn't really make any sense saying that it looks very similar to a shoe i now don't like because i've seen it too much and just having a swoosh on it rather than a new balance logo makes it refreshing but uh yeah i really really like it i think that it's it's another one of these kind of classic models from nike that they've brought back this year they've had og colorways and a bunch of gr colorways and every single pair has looked great uh we've seen white and yellow pairs white and green uh, pairs white and red pairs uh, and all of them have looked really, really good. Um, I almost kind of want to compare this to the way they've done the the airship this year, where, again, it's a classic model they've yeah. brought back. They've had it in an OG colorway, and now they're bringing it back in lots of other colorways. And I think overall it's a really, really good release that, that Nike have done really well with this year. So I do not... Uh, I'm not grumbling whatsoever, Scott, that this is your double up for the week. It's a very, very nice shoe. Although I will say that I actually do think some of the more GR colorways, like the whites and insert color i actually think they're a little bit nicer but maybe it's just because i do absolutely love a white leather shoe so yeah but it's still a very very nice shoe yeah um agreed um so we'll move on to the double down it's when you said i should i just pick three double downs i mean this this shoe does come in three different colorways (laughs) so maybe i could have done three double downs but um the double down for this week is the nmd s1 M-A-H-B-S Marbs Marbs Yeah Marbs Marbs um, Shoe Um, They're all bad colourways I think my personal um, kind of uh, pick was probably the oatmeal slash oatmeal slash mint colourway which in itself sounds awful (laughs) Um, but this shoe is if you haven't seen the NMDS one um, it's a very chunky um, very kind of thick midsole, full boost, very comfortable um, with kind of the general knitted upper. Um, but this collaboration is with Human Race and they've kind of adapted it slightly. So they've used natural materials with a canvas upper um, that apparently relaxes even more over time, even though canvas, uh, I don't know if it really does much, but we'll go with what they said. Um, and yeah, it's kind of a bit, it's a utilitarian look, very chunky, bold laces, big human race branding that runs down the sides of the shoe and kind of onto the toe box in, like I say, in this instance, a mint green. Um, 
And then the interesting bit with this is almost this kind of split down the back end of the shoe, um, kind of reminiscent to what Kanye did on his um, basketball shoe. That was the first time we kind of properly saw this kind of this kind of design. But yeah, the midsole is split into two different colours. You've kind of got a mint green on the back and then kind of a more transparent kind of oatmeal colour on the front. But then that kind of slit kind of goes up onto the upper where it kind of follows through. Um, seemingly on the um, from a colour perspective but I know from seeing kind of the Yeezys when they tried to do this in hand it never matches up and it never looks particularly slick um, I think the colourways are bad I think the adaption of the S1 is bad it's chunky, it's bold I can see some people wearing it maybe but I think there's way better shoes on the market that would kind of fit into this kind of design and category and um yeah not a fan it releases on the 27th as well 200 pounds 200 pounds it's a big no-no yeah i don't really need to give my thoughts on this because scott you said chunky boost knitted upper and anyone that's listened to this podcast for any amount of time knows that that's basically the biggest no-no for me in sneaker history so I just don't like the shoe because I really, really don't like NMDs uh, in any which show, shape or form. I never got into the knitted uppers. I've never done NMDs. I've never done Ultra Boost. I've never even done your Roshi Run. So, yeah, this is a big, big no-no for me because it's just never been my cup of tea. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, And then moving on to the sleeper pick for the week, which when this was teased... I don't think many people would have thought that it was going to be so divisive and almost as under the radar as it is because the sleeper pick for this week releasing on the 28th for £145 is the Air Max 1 Keep Ripping Stop Slipping 2.0. The original Stop Keep Ripping Stop Slipping debuted in 2008. Very, very bold pair of shoes um, with kind of a strong safari print upper, bright orange kind of textile underlays. It's a, It was a very strong looking shoe with kind of bold print on the back of, again, keep ripping, stop slipping. Now, people were kind of hoping for maybe a bit of a spin on this, a bit of a retro. They've gone down a very different route, but I really, really like this pair of shoes. Um, the upper is different. So on the mudguard where previously it was safari print, it's now a very shaggy suede, almost kind of two-toned speckled, where it's black with kind of almost white slash grey um, kind of long-haired speckles on top of it on the swoosh as well. You've kind of got a sail um, plush-looking leather overlays with kind of a kind of silvery grey um, slash white underlays, mesh underlays, black laces. The outsole, very cool. Again, um, kind of red black with a translucent bit on the um, forefront which kind of has a pattern underneath Um, and then you've got the keep ripping stop slipping on the back um, in quite a cool font I think these look really cool I think these are one of the more unique Air Max we've seen this year Um, and I think they're an easy wearer I think they look cool Um, I love a mini swoosh always love a mini swoosh but yeah for me the second I saw them I was like actually I'm kind of glad they did this as opposed to the um, kind of a, just a remake of the originals because I think the originals, they're a good kind of, again, collector's piece. But 
I've never been the biggest fan of the bold safari kind of colours um, on the Air Max. So for me, yeah, big fan of this shoe. Um, I don't think it's going to sell out. I think it's probably going to hit the sales, if I'm being honest. Um, this has been very, very de divisive amongst the Air Max One community. So, um, yeah, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this pair. It's a really nice pair. Um, I think the reason why it's so divisive is because realistically, if you just take off that little bit on the heel that says the 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 keep ripping, stop slipping, um, I think everyone would absolutely love this. The the shaggy suede is really, really nice. The kind of nice maroony, kind of deep red purpley colour that they've used for the the rest of the kind of hits on the shoe, the cream, the white, all looks really, really nice. Uh, but I think there's so many uh, Air Max collectors that heard keep ripping, stop slipping 2.0 and originally thought, oh my God, this is an opportunity to get a remake of the original. And I like both of them, but other than the yeah. fact that they both say the same slogan on them, I can't really see the resemblance in any which way, shape or form because there isn't. No. Um, I don't think that that should be something that we penalise this shoe for. I think this is just... Uh, again, if they're making this as a 2.0, this is just a continuation, and I think you should treat it as a totally separate shoe, and I, I really, really like yeah. it. I think it's really, really cool, but again, you're, you're right, it is going to be divisive because a lot of the kind of purists would kind of say, well, it's not what we wanted, and that's where sometimes these remakes can, can be a problem. We're seeing this at the minute with the fact that there's rumours of, in 2024, the Pata Air Max 1 chlorophyll coming back, and people are saying, oh, is it going to be an exact remake, or is it going to be a take on the chlorophyll and it's one of those things that you're almost damned if you do damned if you don't if you remake it there's going to be if, yeah. if they just remade the 2008 pair this year there would be og collectors that had the original pair going oh now you've just diminished the original pair uh there will then be <laughs> uh, and saying oh it's not creative you haven't got anything new for us but the fact they've gone away from the original pair people are then going to say oh well it's not what we wanted we wanted the original pair again in these situations you're damned if you do damned if you don't but as a standalone shoe i think it's yeah. really really nice so yeah um we, we've seen it with air maxes all year None of them have really sold out, so it's, it, I don't think this one will either. Um, but talking about shoes that no, haven't sold out and will be going into the sales, Scott, uh, we have a steal of the week this week. Steal of the week. And the steal of the week this week, Scotty boy, is we are moving away from Nike and going back to our beloved three stripes. We are recording this episode just a day before Black Friday. And obviously this episode is going to be releasing on <laughs> Cyber Monday, meaning there are all sorts of different sales that you can really pick from. There's almost so many sales that it's difficult to pick the best sale on a weekend of sales. My advice would just be to look out for pairs that you've been having an eye on for a little while and maybe it might get discounted even more but we actually spoke about one of these pair or this particular pair uh, earlier on in the year as one of our favorite shoes when it originally dropped and that is the size exclusive adidas originals london uh, this is part of the monopoly pack where they had multiple shoes all representing different um, kind of colors on a monopoly board you had the blue and red pair the green and pink pair and the kind of brown and yellow pair now we both agreed scott that when these shoes released we both unanimously preferred the green and pink pair which is on sale on size actually slightly cheaper than the pair i'm going to pick but the size run is a lot 
uh, uh, kind of smaller. Uh, the pair I am picking is the blue and red pair that is currently on size for £70. Size 9, 10, 10 and a half, 11 and 12 day of recording. Beautiful, beautiful shoe. If you want to kind of jump in on the terrace scene uh, and want something a little bit different to a Samba, this could be something for you. So yeah, very, very nice shoe. Yep. Lovely shoe. Um, weirdly, while I was in New Zealand, these were all stocked in JD Sports oh. over there because they don't have a size. Ah. So all of the size pairs were in JD Sports. Um, and they were very, very nice, um, all of them. Yeah, really, really popping um, um, off the shelves. Beautiful colourways. So, yeah, I think um, a very, very nice. If you've kind of been swept up in the Samba hype and you're kind of into your terror shoes now. Have a little gander at size. They're very good at terror shoes. Well, Scotty boy, that brings us on to our final segment of the week. And that is, of course, your favourite segment of all, the Doubled Up podcast, Triple Up. Now, Scotty boy. I know you don't like this segment, and for that reason, I have a surprise for you. Because what the listeners don't know, and that we have failed to mention for this entire episode, is that this episode is our three-year anniversary. The Doubled Up podcast has officially been going for three years. We started at the end of November of 2020, and this episode is dropping on the 27th of November 2023. I think we are just a couple of days away from our three-year anniversary, but again, we always drop on a Monday. Our three-year anniversary is technically like the Wednesday or something. So uh, this is as close to our three-year anniversary as we are going to get. And seeing as you have spent the last three years talking to me about shoes, learning all about me, Scott, becoming one of my closest friends at this point. So there we go. That's the soppy shit out of the way. I thought we would completely scrap the triple up this week. And we're playing Sneaker Mrs. and Miss. Oh, wait. Mrs. and Mrs.? Mr. and Mrs. (laughs) Damn it. I ruined it. Mr. and Mrs. So, Scott, I've prepared for you 10 sneaker-related questions. And in true Mr. and Mrs. fashion, I have given my answers. And I would like you to give the answers to see how many of these you can get correct. It will be one point for every correct answer. And let's see whether after three years you actually know me or not. Are you ready? Yes. I almost feel like you've got less chance of winning this game than the triple up because uh, I. But you never know. No, I feel like you've got a chance here. I've actually made this quite easy for you, so it's just really to see whether you've listened to me over the last three years. We're starting things nice and easy, Scott. And question number one is: I also listeners, you can play along as well. I wonder how how many listeners know me as much as Scott does. Um, question number one: What shoe size am I, Scott? UK nine. I am indeed. I thought I'd start off with a nice easy one for you. Yeah, I am a UK nine. One point for you. Question number two. What is my all-time favourite sneaker model? Oh, oh, that's an interesting one. I've said this on many episodes. Have you? Yep. 
said this on other people's podcasts as well. Oh, I don't listen to them. Um... <laughs> All-time favourite silhouette. How strange. Um... Max One, I'm gonna go Max One. I feel I feel like it's not, but for some reason I can't stop thinking Air Max One. It's actually a fairly new model, Scott, and it is the no, New Balance 920. 920. Yeah, yes, 920. See, the, the, the thing is, you threw me off because, as you said, you haven't worn you haven't worn a 920 pretty much all year. Hey, that's a lie. I've worn one, and it's a grey one. <laughs> so, um, wow, well done. <laughs> My favourite shoe model ever. I've got about three or four of them in the cupboard, but guess what? Just don't wear them. Uh, they're just very expensive, so I always get worried about messing them up. And the ones I do have are in very precious colours, so like I just wear the grey pair all the time. Favorite silhouette, though, all time. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Really? Yeah, wow. absolutely love it. Yeah, genuinely. I know that I think obviously that, that's that... a high one up there, but yeah, I, I thought. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know, and I don't know what it is about it because it's nothing sort of like special. It has a real niche kind of following. Obviously, I've got a little instagram group where it's the team nb 920 and it's just a bunch of us that love <laughs> new balance 920s right like there's only a handful of us it has been a quite tight quite year for us yeah but actually i just really really love it i love the the v3 midsole i think the kind of sleek upper again a lot of people are gonna be thinking really that's your favorite shoe hey, it's my favorite shoe so back off all right. Uh, that moves us on quite nicely, Scott, because this is very contradictory. And what is my favourite shoe? <laughs> What's your favourite shoe? What is my what is my favourite sneaker release ever? It's different to my favourite model. That's why I wanted to have these separate. See, I, I, yeah, again, I mean, problem is all I can keep going is the fact that your favourite Air Max is the Patamonic. So I think I'm just going to go with the Patamonic because it... It is the pattern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the this is why in my head I was there like God. Surely if that's your favourite shoe, like that model, Air Max One is is up there as well. Like it has to uh, be. Oh, 100 percent. Air Max One is easily probably top three for me. But I just think that the Pattern Monarch is my favourite shoe of all time. I think it's absolutely perfect. And again, a lot of people are going to be thinking, why is your favourite shoe one that's only released in the last few years? I think it's perfect. I think it's absolutely perfect as an Air Max. And if it's one of the best silhouettes in the world and you've made a perfect Air Max, that is enough for it to be my favourite shoe in the world. But as I said, collectively, the model, I just really like that New Balance 920. I don't know why. Um, anyways, Scott, next one. This is going to be a bit of a stab in the dark for you a little bit of a guess uh what would be my desert island pair from my collection so if what do you what pair do you think if i had to take one pair with me to live on a desert island i can only have one pair from my collection what would it be is it your pata reebok club c's just because you batter them all the time they're destroyed they're gym shoes now they've gone down even further so they are gym shoes so I, it's not them i'll give you another guess though because i don't really consider them part of my sneaker collection anymore because I mean, of the fact they're gym shoes again if it's one of them where it's like well what pair would you take what would be i mean if you if, if this is where in my head i'd go well practicality but on the other hand i'm not as practical as you no I mean, you've got you own your favourite shoe ever, so why wouldn't you take your favourite shoe ever? Or is it just because you wouldn't because it's you're going to ruin it? <laughs> so, hey, I'm I'm not going to give you that many clues, but think about what we've been talking about today. Is it just going to be your Adidas Samba? Are you just going to take your pair of Sambas? I don't know. 
No, unfortunately not. It is my uh, MTA New Balance 920s. We've been talking about it today. Fucking bad that you just don't wear. You just said... No, I didn't. You just said, I've worn them once because um, I'm too worried that they're expensive. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take them on a desert island where basically all I can do with them is destroy them. No, the MTA is the grey pair. I've literally been saying the only pair of 920s I've worn all year are my grey runners because they're a grey runner with cream laces. What do you know about me? I love grey runners with yeah, cream laces. What's a pair? Of, what's my favourite silhouette that's a grey runner with cream laces? That's why it's my Desert Island pair. You can wear it with anything. Um, talking about wearing <laughs> on, shoes, On the Desert Scott. Island that no one will see you on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but oh no, oh no. <laughs> this one again might be. This one might throw you a little bit because of what I've been wearing a lot recently. But I have said this in previous episodes, so I wonder if you're paying enough attention. What is my most worn pair this year? Key emphasis there. This year. Hmm. See, since you've had them, I would have said the samba. Since you've purchased I've only them, had them, you've only for... had them for a very short period of time. Um, I know this as well, which is really annoying. That's the whole point of Mr. and Mrs. is to piss each other off, right? Because the, the answers are easy when you know the answers. Yeah. I, d- I don't know. I can't. I mean, again, I would have said Pat a Club C's because you just, that's all you this wear. This year. Last year, that that would have been the answer, right? Because last year I just beat the Patter Club C's to shit. I mean, By this fairness, year, they were too they were too the, battered for me to wear all go, the time. You go to the gym every day and you wear them to the gym. So technically, technically, they've only they've only recently been demoted to gym shoes within the last two weeks because I actually need new gym <laughs> shoes, and therefore I just thought, well, I'm just going to replace the gym shoes that I need with the Patter Club C's. So it's actually only been the last three weeks that they've been my gym shoe. Uh, the answer, Scott, unfortunately, is the Casablanca New Balance 327. If you remember earlier on in the year, I said I've now scrapped the box for them, and they're now sat by the front door, and they have replaced the Patter Club C. So, oh. hey. Right, this next one, a th- if you get this wrong, I'm quitting this podcast. No. And uh, what is what is my most sentimental pair? Oh, come on. Bring up the sub stories. <laughs> I even have written down on my notes Air Max 1 sub stories. That, 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 yes. No one knows the colourway. <laughs> just, that's just what they are at this point. Um, yeah. They're like a medium olive dark lodden or I mean, something I'm like surprised. that. So yeah, they're now just the Air Max 1 substore. I'm surprised companies haven't looked at this by now and go, does this fucker not own any more shoes? Like, it's... <laughs> oh, dear. It's the same answers for everything. Uh, next question. It and it's, kind of linked, it's, it's kind of linked to... Um, the, the sub story the sub story is because of the fact it was the first pair that hannah bought me for our first anniversary you celebrated 11 years a few weeks back so uh, it's been a long time i've owned that, owned that shoe for 10 years now but uh the next the next um question scott what pair from my collection would you say hannah hates the most and we spoke about this on a fairly recent episode well she hates your air max doesn't she which ones your uh, concepts. Here's the concepts Air Max ones. You're absolutely right. I, earlier on, I asked the question. I'm preparing something for the podcast. What shoes do you hate the most? And she went, "Do you still own the tinfoil ones?" And I went, "Nope, sold those." She went, "What about the ugly Air Max?" There we go. So it's the concepts it's Air Max ones. Verity likes my pair, but I think it's because yeah. it's mellow. <laughs> hey, there we go. 
we're almost at the end, Scott. I've, I've, there's ten questions here. We're on question seven. What is a sneaker accessory I must have at home at all times? Sail laces. <laughs> yes, it's sail laces. Oh dear. Uh, question number eight. Which pair did? Uh, which pair from my collection have I spent the most money on? Oh. I'm almost Ooh. embarrassed that I have to tell you the answer to this one as well. Oh, it's the Blazers. It's the yeah, Stranger Things, things Blazers. Like blazers. Yeah, me being a fucking idiot got caught up. Yeah, tr- bought, ended up buying them from, yeah, I bought them from Flight Club in LA and I spent like $300 on them, <laughs> which anyone listening to this will know that that was a ridiculous amount of money. I ended up spending about £250 on Stranger Things like Blazers. Jeez. Yes, I'm that idiot. Uh and my last question for you, Scott, is, and this again will link on to something that I want to very quickly raise before we close this episode out, is what is my sneaker of the year this year? Kif, X-Men, Asics, Rogue. It is indeed. You do listen to me. So I think overall, Scott, you've got what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven out of ten, which I think is a fairly respectable uh, uh, mark. The the only ones you got wrong were my favourite all-time silhouette, the New Balance 920. Uh, you also didn't get my Desert Island pair, which is the MTA New Balance 920. And you also <laughs> didn't know that I've worn the Casablanca 327 the most this year. But uh, at the, really, they're quite hard questions to get. The ones that really mean the most to me, you got correct so that's all that matters so you have kind of listened to me over the last three years and uh yeah it's, it's been a fantastic three years it's it's it, and here to not three more bears. years why not indeed yeah we're still up still going strong so we're still going yeah. strong well the reason why i wanted to end that segment on sneaker of the year is because uh some of our listeners might have noticed that since our last episode dropped uh we have put on the link in our bio on our instagram account uh a link for you guys to submit your top five favorite shoes of the year because scott within the next few weeks you and i are recording our biggest episode of the year and that is the all-star game for anyone that has no idea what this episode is all about every single year at the end of the year our take on sneaker of the year is rather than coming up with our favorite sneaker of the year uh what we do is the all-star sneaker battle where we ask you guys our listeners to vote on your top five favorite shoes of the year we collate all of those shoes the shoes that have the most votes we make a top 16 pairs scott and i will be joined by two guest kind of co-hosts team members and in pairs we will then in a draft format pick uh, from those top 16 shoes that you guys have voted for we will create a roster of eight shoes we will then add our own wild cards in put the uh, put the rosters up on instagram for you guys to vote and this is our kind of equivalent of sneaker of the year so if you haven't already please go over to our instagram we'll be posting it on our story on a regular basis but use the link in our bio to fill out the google doc submit your five favorite shoes and get involved in our biggest episode of the year and scott as always we are very very excited scott is currently in the two years that we have done this, he is a double champ. He is repeated. I don't want Scott to be three-peat in here, so I'm hoping that I can come up with a W this time. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed for you, my friend, because, uh, yes, I am not letting go of this title anytime soon. Hey, well, 
On that uh, bombshell, I would like to say thank you for listening to the Double Up podcast. Remember, if you like this episode, leave us a five-star rating and review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Make sure you follow at Double Up Podcast on Instagram. Use hashtag Double Up Pods to be featured on the Instagram page. You can find me, Matt, at Matt underscore Sibley underscore on Instagram. Scott, tell the listeners where they can find you. You can find me at underscore Sneaker Teacher. And as always, guys, speak to you next time. And peace, Manus on. Goodbye.